Hey, Steve. Hey there, Dustin. How you doing tonight? Oh, you know, just uh, recovering. Recovering from what? We had a uh, we had a long wedding on Saturday, but it what? was what uh, yeah, you shot a wedding. Hard to fathom that concept. This I know. is utterly ridiculous. Just one, not like eight. Just one. No, we uh, we're on a stretch of we call them a stretch of singles, if you know what I mean. Uh, for a couple weeks, like craft singles. Yeah, we refer to our brides as craft singles. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a great system. You should refer to every bride as a different type of cheese. <laughs> well, this this weekend was Colby Jack. <laughs> nice. That's a good cheese. It's solid. It's my favorite. Um. All right, no more cheese talk. We talked queso last week, so... Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> that's how I had to get back into it, buddy. Uh, so when you say you, that this bride was Colby Jack, what are you saying about the bride? I'm saying that the couple we had this weekend just blew us away. Uh, we didn't have much communication with them ahead of time because they lived out of state. And we did their wedding and it was it was amazing. Unbelievable. They were they were our, our ideal clients, I guess you could say. Nice. Very nice. Dustin, I saw you lifting a brown bottle up to your lips a few seconds ago. This is something new for you. Uh, I believe most of the time on this podcast, you just drink vodka. Yeah, I'm trying a little... um, I thought I used to be a sucker for pumpkin beers. My taste buds have apparently changed because I have yet to find one this season that I'm loving. You've got to try that uh, Spooky Tooth Imperial Ale, that... uh, Imperial pumpkin ale that I had the other week. Bring bring one next week. Oh gosh, really? Yep. <sighs> um, th- this is a Sam Adams Harvest Heffy, mm-hmm. hazy golden with spicy sweet notes. The cute little scarecrow on it. Very nice. It's 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 way better than that other pumpkin beer I had a couple weeks ago. So you're not throwing up as you put just the tip into your mouth over and over again? This this one, I can put the whole one in my mouth with this one. You know, that episode called mm. Just the Tip did not get mm. a lot of listens compared to our other other episodes. Oh, really? Uh, I think people were really afraid that it was like an episode all about pornography, but really it was just about beer. Isn't it always? For me it is. Oh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, Dustin, tonight. Oh, here we go. Tonight I am drinking a beer that I've been talking about for at least the last two episodes of this show. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Hold up, hold up that label. Oh, gosh, Dustin. There. Can you see the label? Yep. Eric Bloodaxe, as I'm holding up to you right now and showing you through the uh, camera that our listeners can't see, is a picture of a Viking who's pretty swole, covered in blood, looking out at what appears to be a sea of blood, and there are Viking ships on that sea, and there is red lightning coming down from the clouds, and it looks like maybe that lightning is striking a few of the ships. It is a very, very bloody label on this beer. This beer specifically, Eric Bloodaxe, is the finest beer brewed in all of Indiana, hands down. And I got to tell you right now, Dustin, I'm pretty sick today. Jen got sick this weekend. I'm sick now. And I was like, oh, tonight should probably just drink tea while we're podcasting. <laughs> then I looked at the fridge and I saw this and I was like, um, it's worth being sick for maybe another day or two. <laughs> that is how oh. good this beer is. 
You should bring bring one of those next week too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just so needy. You just need me to get everything for you. Yes. All this beard. Do you need me to like pack you a suitcase with some clothes, maybe a spare pair of shoes, some underwear? Well, knowing our track record, maybe you should pack an extra suitcase for you, being that the last time we traveled together, your suitcase didn't make it. Yeah, that's right. And while we were in Sierra Leone, how did I do without a suitcase full of clothes, Dustin? How did I do? (laughs) Like a really white... Middle-aged Boy Scout <laughs> that <laughs> was too prideful to take clothes from anyone else and wanted to wear the same t-shirt and shorts the entire first week we were there. I hand-washed that t-shirt and those shorts every <laughs> single night. In that dirty, dirty water. <laughs> I hand-washed the underwear, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so what did you do this weekend? You were sick, so I assume that means no wedding for you. No, I shot a wedding. Oh, wow. Tell me about that. Van Elks play ball when they're sick, buddy. Van Elks, we just plow right through. Sounds familiar. Last year at this time, Jen and I shot a wedding. It was a barn wedding, and I was incredibly sick. Uh, Jen gets me sick basically every fall around this time. And I say Jen gets me sick because she gets sick first and I get sick, but I'm pretty certain it's allergies. It's not actually her infecting me. Um, But I went to this barn wedding, and I had... Seven different types of medication in my body throughout the day. It was fantastic. I could barely stand the entire time. And uh, I I think I shot some of my favorite uh, photos at that wedding for like the entire year. So, you know, when you're sick, you might feel terrible, but I feel like it kind of pushes you to try new things and do new things (laughs) because you don't want to (laughs) move. I have done, uh, I think, two weddings uh yes, two weddings where I was completely not in a place where you want to be at a wedding. Uh the first wedding I was doing video, so that was really bad. Try try like being still and thoughtful and concentrate on the story when when you have a splitting migraine and you feel like your body is ringing. Uh I've worked with you before, Dustin. I don't, I don't think you concentrate on the story. And the second wedding uh, (laughs) was last year. I think it was last year. I lose track of time. Uh, And I was throwing up all over the place. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it was real bad. Um, It was like to the point, it was to the point where we were at this park doing photos before the ceremony and the bride and groom and bridal party are like following me. And I'm like, no, no, follow my wife, follow my wife. Because I'm like going in a different direction to like hurl behind a tree or something. Ended up leaving um, right after the like main events of the reception because it was just, it was bad. I was like, there's no point in me just sitting at the reception just so that I can say, I was at your wedding the whole day. Did Corinne stick around? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was one of the couples that we or I had been really looking forward to photographing all year. It, I was so bummed out. I'm sorry, buddy. That does not sound fun at all. Yeah, neither was this weekend's wedding. Um so kind of funny story. We charge like hourly packages. I'm sure you guys are a similar situation. And, uh, um, no. 
No, you're not like a set time? I think we just do traditional coverage now. And what that implies is we show up at the finishing touches of makeup and we leave 30 to 45 minutes after the dancing, open dancing starts. It's the greatest thing that has happened to our business because when we had hours, we would end up staying sometimes for 10, 12 hours just because they wanted us to be there to get their money's worth or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we would end up being there a super long period of time thinking to ourselves, why are we here? There's literally nothing going on right now. We're literally getting paid just to sit and not do anything. And we're not home with our kids. We're missing out on like life stuff. But just to be clear, the reverse of that scenario is if you have a Catholic wedding and a sparkler send-off, you could potentially be there for 18 hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do include uh, like a you can bump up your package to keep us there longer. Uh, so there is some sort of a cap. Yeah, yeah. If they want us to stay for like the sparkler send-off, that is a possibility. That's something we allow them to do. But like our base package is just the traditional coverage, as we call it. Interesting. Well, so we have our main package is an eight-hour package, and then most brides bump up to a 10-hour package when it gets a little closer, depending on how the day flows. Mm-hmm. Um so Saturday, we had a 10-hour package going into the day. Um, the caterer took a little bit longer than they probably should have getting dinner out. And the bridal party decided to joyride a little bit longer than they probably should have in the trolley, thus kind of, you know, delaying everything. So the bride uh, decided to add an hour onto her package. And I, I always get excited when they add an hour onto their package because we charged twice as much. Cause if you they just see in those, uh, dollar bill signs. Yeah, exactly. Your eyes, like your whole face just goes ka-ching. Exactly. I'm like, Oh yeah. New toy I can buy or, or you something. You literally say ka-ching on the phone to the bride when she tells you she wants you to stay an extra hour. Oh no. She told me at the wedding this it's how we oh, do it is better. It's normal pricing if they decide they want to add time beforehand, but it's twice as expensive if they want to add it at the wedding because I call it the pain in the ass fee of calling the babysitter and extending things and dealing with my wife who never wants to stay longer. Anyway, so made an extra 300 bucks. I'm so jazzed um, that I'm like, let's do something crazy. And so I walk over to my wife um, and I pick her up and I put her on my shoulders um, and I hand her my camera that has our super wide 14 this to 24. sounds like a horror story already. <laughs> oh, just wait. So I hand my wife the uh, my D4 with a 14 to 24 millimeter lens to get some like epic bird's eye view photos that Steve loves so much uh, on the dance floor. I'm fine with bird's eye view photos. I don't like drone photos that are shot straight oh, down. Steve, and Steve this, like is, this is Dustin time. This the- is my story. <laughs> Dustin, you're making me so angry right now. <laughs> That's my my goal in life. Anyways, so we're uh, we're grooving around on the dance floor, showing off a little bit, being a bit of an extravagantalist, if you will. And I uh, love that you love that term that I made up to mock you. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue really nicely. The extravagantalist, Dustin. At DJ Mac Attack. I'm still waiting for the t-shirt you said you were going to send me. And uh, we're snapping these photos. And then out of nowhere, like Corinne drops the camera 
Well, she doesn't drop the camera. She accidentally, with her vice grip she had, she held down the button that releases the lens. Oh. And all of a sudden, in front of me, because she's on my shoulders, I see this tank of a 14 to 24 millimeter Nikon, the equivalent of like L glass to you Canon folk, just fall from, I'm about 6'1", and so like add another, you know. <laughs> you are not 6'1". You're shorter than me and I'm six foot. Okay, I'm six foot then. Uh, no, you're see, not. <laughs> seeing this lens just fall from probably about 10 feet up. You are so vain. Straight down into a crowded dance floor. Thankfully, it did not hit anyone. That would have been even worse, or it would have been better, depending on how you look at it. Uh, might worse. have softened. Might have softened the blow of this massive lens. Would it have softened the blow of the lawsuit? I wouldn't have cared. I would have. Just, at this point, they were all so drunk that it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, Dustin, it always matters when somebody gets but injured. Anyways, the lens is just toast. It's completely totaled. I was in a terrible mood because I went from cha-chinging, making an extra, I don't know, like three, four hundred bucks, being there an extra hour to now I'm going to be shelling out probably a thousand dollars to fix this lens. Ka-ching! Yeah. That's the sound that Nikon made when you called yeah. them about fixing the lens. <laughs> yeah. So. And you were just like, wow, I didn't realize how annoying that is. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, but that so that was my lovely, awesome weekend of I don't know. My wife, she was it was that awkward drive home where she didn't want to say anything because she knew just saying something might just push me over the top. Even though I knew it wasn't her fault because I was the idiot who wanted to put her on my shoulders and carry her through a crowded dance floor with a what, like $8,000 worth of camera gear in her hands? I just, uh, real quick, want to say, Corinne, if you're listening, there are people here for you, and we love you, and if Dustin is abusing you in any way, shape, or form, we're <laughs> always here for you to reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, you think my wife has time for this podcast? Uh, my wife has time for this podcast. Yeah. I think that's a topic for another episode. <laughs> Wait, has she been texting you about it? No. Okay, good. Should she? No, I'm just curious if like maybe J she hears J something and she texts you and she's like, ugh, Steve is such a D-bag. I'm sorry you have to put up with him. Jennifer Van Elk, if you're listening to this podcast, there are people here that can help you. <laughs> We're here for you if you want to reach out. A lot of emotional abuse in this family. Something, uh, something else that we tried out uh, this weekend that you and I talked about a little bit. Uh, I think was it last week we talked about this. It was the last week. The episode that dropped on Sunday is where Woo. we talked about it. Uh, so Steve was talking a little bit about flashes and got me kind of my wheels spinning uh, for transmitters. Like the hamster that lives inside the brain in your head? It's just on a wheel? Mine's a python. It's mm -hmm. a python. Pythons don't spin wheels. <laughs> Maybe yours doesn't because you have a hamster. <laughs> but uh, so we picked up a couple of those young ganditos 
I like to think of them as Spanish, not Chinese. But uh, Yong Nuo. Uh, we'll leave Dustin's weird racistness in, <laughs> but um, they're called Yong Nuo, and they're fantastic. Yeah, they're $30 for a pair, so we picked up two pairs. And then you were stomping in your Air Force Ones. Yep, but they were my Cole Hans because that's how I do. Oh, Hasht- man. Hashtag extravagantalist. <laughs> Man, that was a really bad Brazilian accent. I don't even wow. know if you could. I don't even know if you could say that was a Brazilian accent. The amounts of racism just flowing <laughs> off of you tonight. It's the Sam Adams. It's the Boston and the beer. I think. Um, but anyways, so we tried them out and they worked fantastic. I mean, thirty dollars. It's. I don't understand why. I didn't give this product a shot earlier in the year. It would have saved me a ton of headache. And we even played around with doing a little off-camera flash at receptions, which we typically don't do because what? our pocket wizards are so unreliable. Why? In last episode, you're all like, I like to stick with my name brand. I think if you pay the big bucks, you get reliability. I'm glad that you have tried out this product and you like this product because it is a great product. I agree. Have you looked at uh, Young Newell has a lot of other stuff. They have a transmitter that you can put on top of your thing. So if you buy like their more expensive flashes, um, you can control the flashes from your camera with their transmitter. They actually have a really good system. It's just that everything's kind of cheap and it's not nearly as durable as like the Nikon Canon flashes and stuff. Which probably should lead us to our next subject that you put up, which is that Profoto A1 speed lights, because I've read that they're very, very durable. Yeah. So in college, that's all we used was Profoto gear. So I kind of grew up in my photography training, if you will, um, only ever using Profoto. And then it wasn't until after I graduated that I realized how much of an elitist type mentality that was. Because Profoto is the absolute most expensive strobe lighting system there is. I don't know what you're talking about. A Profoto A1 speed light only costs $1,000, Dustin. Is that exactly. expensive? It's, yeah, very expensive. Did you read that podcast I sent you? Or not podcast, that blog post I sent you? Yes, Where the I photographer did. references, yes, I know you could buy three speed lights for the cost of uh, one of these. Three speed lights from Godox, I think is the other thing he was talking about that people love. Um, yeah, it seems to be a really popular off-brand, if you will, speed light right now that yeah. people are raving about. Young Nuo, you could buy like 10 speed lights from them for the Really? They're that cheap? Yeah, like a hundred bucks. Yeah, no, I, I mean it depends. There's like a, there's like different levels of their speed lights. Just like there's different level of every speed light. But I think we got two of like the like top tier of what Young Nuo sells for like two fifty or something like that. And like the bottom tier is under a hundred bucks. Yeah, I just we we have all Nikon speed lights, and. When Canon dropped to their 600 series, mm-hmm. um, was that was that this year? It was like early this year, I think. Sometimes uh, I'm not certain. Pretty sure it was around. It was around Christmas, I think. But I was super jealous because the whole reason we never do any kind of off-camera lighting at receptions is because 
um, the pocket wizard situation has just become so unreliable. And I was never able to put my camera or put a flash on top of my camera and still transmit wirelessly mm-hmm. without losing my infrared capability, like the focus assist. Yeah. And I was just not willing to willing to give that up. Uh, so on my Canon 5D Mark III that I shoot with, there is a setting that you can put on the camera to use an off-camera flash for your infrared. I've never really? actually done it, but I thought it was really cool. Huh. And uh, I feel like that was one of the things they were talking about in the Pro Photo A1 review that you sent me from Two Man. Yeah. Shout out to Two Man. Was, uh, how it shoots out red lasers and that that helped them focus. Yeah, that was kind of the big thing I was sort of um, concerned or uh, interested in with the Pro Photo A1 speed light. Let, let's back up a second. Let's actually talk about what this is uh, for those out there that don't know. It um, essentially is a strobe speed light hybrid, would you say, Stephen? I would say it's a speed light. But it also is round and as powerful as a mini strobe. I would say it's a speed light. Like you can use it, you can use it with a lot of the same light shaping tools that they make for their strobes. I would say that all speed lights are technically strobes. So anyways, it uh <laughs> it's uh Pro Photo's kind of first iteration into the more like wedding documentary photojournalist type category because they've always been like studio photography, then they were kind of they broke into some like really really nice high end like battery powered mono lights, uh, meaning it's a strobe that doesn't need to be plugged in and pl- powered by like a pack, which is traditionally how strobes operated. And so this light is just incredible. The light it gives off is super soft and the fall off is supposed to be remarkable. I have not yet held one in my hands, but I'm going to New York uh, in two weeks and I'm going to check one out. But I'm, I'm. Oh, is that the whole reason for your trip to New York? Is it check it out, or is it to go see Jimmy Fallon and then rub my face in it because I can't go with you? Uh, both, both reasons. And I might, I might slide in an engagement session while I'm there just for fun. Oh, but I thought you were going reason- to slide into Jimmy Fallon's DMs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to like drop an eggplant off at his dressing room. But so yeah, what what you looked it up a little bit today and just for the podcast, but what did you, what were your initial thoughts on this bad boy? It looks good. It's very expensive. I probably won't buy one. (laughs) Period. The end. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a thousand dollars to drop on a speed light right now. So the thing that it looks really good. Yeah. Some of the, some of, I mean, I'm, I won't buy it now, but I'm kind of hoping that the price point will come down next year and that I'm hoping Young Nuo makes a knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I kind of thought was sexy and I I didn't like it at first but the more I've thought about it is that their own proprietary battery. Oh yeah, tell me about this sexiness, Dustin. Because now I don't have to have 100 AA batteries floating around my bag. Wait, 100? What are you using? 100. No. <laughs> 
but you can uh, pretty much use one battery pack on this thing and it just clicks in to the flash. Also, the flashes have built-in wireless transmitters so they all sync with each other without needing any sort of pocket wizard or other off-brand transmitter system. And like Steve was saying, which I didn't even know this, that they have their Mm -hmm. own built-in focus assist when you're doing off-camera amongst the entire, you know, flash system. And something they have that none other flash system... I think it's like a laser show, Dustin. They have uh, hot lights, or if you will, like you... Hot lights. Mini mini LED light in there that you can use uh, for both focus assisting and uh, if you need to, like, I I don't know, do video? I don't know what you would really use it for. I don't know. But I thought it would be cool. Uh, describe to me what you mean by hot lights. Like other lights, it's just a, a hot continu- and continuous light. Oh, a continuous light. Have you ever? Do you guys own any strobes? Do you? Yeah. So typically, there's a like a light, like a, you know, a bulb inside the strobe, and then the actual strobe is like around the bulb, and then mm-hmm. the light you can hit, you know, the hot light, if you will, and that because that used to be a tungsten hot light, light bling. And that would be your constant light that you would use to shape your light mm-hmm. before you would shoot. Just dropping some knowledge bombs on you, Steve. Yeah, we we have some strobes, and they have some uh, hot light bling, as you call it. Um, and it was always so dim that I never ended up using the hot lights because I felt like you couldn't even really shape with it because it was like, is the light even on right now? What kind of lights do you have? Oh, it was like when we were first getting started out. So I think they were like cowboy studio lights or something, like real uh, cheap. That's not even a real light. Yeah. Yeah. I was, they were the most disappointing strobes we ever owned and uh, the most disappointing anything we ever owned. Cowboy Studio is a terrible company. Those are the lights people get when they want to open like an eBay store or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh I mean it was like literally Jen and I bought them for the first wedding we ever shot and then like within a few weddings from there we had bought speed lights and left that system cuz it just didn't work. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was ex- so just to give you kind of like Dustin and Corinne's speed light plan uh, I was actually planning on upgrading our speed lights at the end of this year to the new Nikon ones that just came out that have the built-in wireless transmitters. Ooh, some new Nikons. But I don't know. Now these pro photos have me just thinking maybe I should just wait until the spring and see if the price drops a little bit. You just buy those uh, young Nuos to hold you over. They got built-in wireless. Because I can't imagine that there's that many photographers out there that are going to be dropping enough revenue on these bad boys to cover pro photos r&d on them Uh, they don't need a ton of photographers too because they're charging like what three to ten times the amount of other companies so if they can just bring in one third to one tenth of the sales of one of those other companies they're going to be fine it's like Mercedes, bruh. I know, but it's gonna. There's gonna be a drop. I mean, it, they'll sell 
good for, you know, six months and then sales will drop off. And that's when I'm hoping that price point, B&H or Adorama. The price point's not going to come down until somebody matches them or comes close to matching them. You heard it here, Yangunatito. Rip this gosh, bad boy off. Gosh. Just stop. <laughs> but yes, I would love for them to rip them off. That'd be fantastic. Godox. Come on, make a round head. Isn't it Godox? G-O-D-O-X? Godox. Apparently, they can't sell them in the U.S. For whatever reason, they're infringing on some patent or something. I can't remember. I read somewhere. So the only place you can get them is Amazon. Or is uh, it B&H? Nope. Nope. No? If you can't sell them in the U.S., you wouldn't be allowed to sell them through Amazon or B&H. There's, some, there's something about them that you can't get them from a traditional resale, retailer, but you can get them on Amazon. Mm, that sounds made up to me, but whatevs. Same with the Wasabi batteries that rip pretty much every manufacturer's battery and sell it for a tenth of the cost. Mm, I've had a Wasabi battery before and it failed after like a month. So I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're great. But a Sony battery, for example, costs fifty dollars, and the Wasabi version costs nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So it's not worth it. You shot with two of them at the last wedding, so it worked Ugh. out pretty well. Um. So yeah, that was. I mean, anything else you want to talk about the pro photo? The photos I'm seeing come out of there's not something i want to talk about with the pro photo there is something i want to talk about with the young nuo thing uh specifically on instagram you posted a photo of your wife adjusting the dress of a bride on our instagram the wedding photo hangover uh Mm -hmm. there's a flash in that photo Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a groom there's your wife there's the bride you Mm -hmm. were not in the photo because you took the photo Um, you put a caption on the photo and this is the part I want to talk about Dustin at the end of that caption Mm -hmm. you put a honey pot and an aubergine or an eggplant inferring that at the end of your caption you were saying honey dick (laughs) is that how the millennials translate that Uh, a honey pot and an eggplant yeah that's honey dick because I was translating that honeypot, I guess I didn't realize it was a honeypot, so I was trying to find the closest thing I could to queso, <laughs> and being that the episode we dropped on Sunday was all so about cheese dick <laughs> queso, I wanted to talk, be relevant, Steve. I wanted to be relevant. Well, you were relevant because <laughs> you posted a honey dick picture. <laughs> I looked at that and I was just like, uh, does Dustin know what the term honey dick even means? Why why don't you enlighten us, Stephen? Honey dick is a take on the uh, honey pot, which the honey pot is where you get a female to seduce a male. And then you uh, take that evidence of her seducing him to use against him to turn him as a spy. And in the movie The Interview, the Seth Rogen, James Franco movie, uh, they talk about how... They sent a, there's like a line, it's a throwaway line about how some guy came in to the thing and he's a good looking guy and they're like, you tried to honeypot us and you said that really attractive dude in case I was gay, you were trying to honey dick me. 
And then they <laughs> say honey dick a few more times in it. And it's become like a thing people say now, honey dicking. Well, see, Steve, I'm just trying to say that you and I are just trying to honey dick people. I don't think I have what it takes to honey dick someone. Namely a dick. No. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. The Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, brought to you by Dickless Stephen Van Elk and Dustin Honey Dick McKibben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Honey Dick McKibben. Uh, well, what else did you want to say about the Profoto A1 speed lights? Just that I want you to buy me one for Christmas. That's not going to happen. I might bring you a beer. I'm not bringing you a Profoto speed light. I'm definitely going to B&H uh, next week and playing with one. So I will see if I can't Are you going to go to B&H and finger all their toys? Yeah. I want to check out the Sony A9 and I want to play with the Profoto A1. Those are the two Heard things on my... Good things about that Sony A9. Yeah. I want to... Want to finger that bad boy and uh, see what that clicks like? Wow! Wow! <laughs> see what I said was already <laughs> dirty, and then you took it yeah. to a whole new, like, dirty, gross level. Uh, honey, dick in the clicks. So, on that topic, let's talk about fire safes. <laughs> <laughs> smooth transition. That's <laughs> DJ Dmac attack. The smooth transition man. So you guys recently, you want to talk about it? You want? We recently bought a fire safe because it's been on our like to buy list for I don't even know like maybe three years now. And the other weekend while we were shooting a wedding, we got a text from one of our neighbors that said, "Hey, do you know whose house is on fire right now?" <laughs> Something every homeowner wants to hear. Yeah. And we're like, no. And they're like, well, we see smoke rising from your side of the neighborhood. And we're like, oh, wow. So it could be our house. Fantastic. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so it's really sad. One of our neighbor's houses uh, burned down. Like completely burned down? Like what is the level of burn? The roof is gone. Okay. So, so it's completely, basically. They're going to have to tear it down and rebuild. They're... You can't save that. Oh, really? Oh, no, buddy. No. There's burn marks going down to, like, the first floor. It's a two-story house. Did they say what happened? Uh, I don't think they know. I think it was probably electrical, but who knows? Someone someone left a crock pot on? Maybe. Um, But, yeah, so I pulled the trigger finally on a fire safe to protect all of our important documents and also to throw, like, SD cards and CF cards in after we shoot weddings if we haven't uh, edited them and got them uploaded yet. And where did you buy said fire safe? Amazon. Oh, yeah. Make that UPS man carry that to your door. That's yeah, what I did. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. You have a fire safe, too. You were actually the reason I put buying a fire safe on Jen and I's like, to do list like two, three years ago was you were telling me after you shoot a bunch of weddings. You put all the weddings on a hard drive at like the end of the year, and then you put that hard drive in a fire safe. Mm -hmm. um, do you still do that? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, well, it's a little different. Back when we had this conversation, I was living in an apartment complex. Um, but so that could burn down at any point in time because and, and some there guy had, could just leave a hot plate on and a bug could fly onto it and catch fire. And then that bug might try to fly off and catch other things on fire. That's how bugs work, right? 
and there had already been two fires in that apartment complex. I was actually driving um, by one day and I saw a fire in that apartment complex. Yeah. And then I called you about that. Yeah, see, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, once we moved into that apartment complex, it was a pretty pretty immediate purchase. Um, it's a little different when you live in a house um, when you have a little bit more control over, you know, leaving a candle on or whatever. Uh, did you build that house with your own bare hands? Yeah, actually I did, Steve. No, you bought that house. Somebody else owned it first. You don't know what the wiring looks like. You could, Correct. You could go up in flames at any second. That's all I'm going to say. I I don't don't disagree with you the, at all. Uh, the fire in our neighborhood was actually really rough. Uh, my wife, Jen, because when she was in junior high uh, or maybe high school, um, there was a wire in her parents' house and it like shorted out or something and it caught their house on fire and her house burned down when she was a kid. That'd be pretty scary, you know? If you check out anyone out there who's friends with my wife, if you check out her Facebook page, she has a thing up for the house on the street. Um, my Facebook page, I reposted it as well. If you would want to donate money to our neighbors to help them try to rebuild their lives. Absolutely. My house burned down when I was growing up too. Dude, that sucks. I didn't know that. It didn't burn down completely like it sounds like your wife's did. Um, it was like an engine fire in one of my parents' cars. Ooh. And so it was just, just the garage. But we had one of those garages that had like the extra like bay, mm-hmm. not like a full bay, like a half bay. So that's where like everything was stored, like photos and Ooh. like family, you know, Christmas decoration heirloom things and all that stuff so all of that got pretty pretty well lost Mm -hmm. and then yeah which was this is why there's no record of your childhood yeah that's why i have no idea if i was really born in this country you lost your birth certificate yeah you know you can go to the hospital you were born at and get another copy of it that hospital surprisingly burnt down too what no i'm just kidding (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, Dustin, did you burn your house in this hospital down to try to cover your tracks? Are you really not from America? Are you a Russian spy? Where is this story going? Funny story, completely unrelated to anything to do with this podcast. But uh, when we were in Cleveland last week shooting uh, Cleveland Wedding, the couple we were staying with uh, coaches lacrosse. I'm not going to say any names or where. Uh, but one of his students, he coaches, they do like a, like a weekly or monthly lunch. And the kid was helping his mom with his, with her computer and stumbled upon, um, some internet porn adoption agency Uh, thing, not internet porn and discovered through a little bit of poking around that he was actually adopted from Russia. Not only did he not know he was adopted but he, he he was like the most american like he had like an accent like a he gave himself sort of a little like new new york type accent can you, can you give me a taste of that accent real quick cuz i felt like you were trying to do it and you kind of backed <laughs> off it kind of I sounded like you were going to go southern i can't like, do a new york accent i went to college in new york i can you can I do can, a new york accent i cannot you lived in do new york. i cannot do a new come york on, accent come on was it a mafioso type 
Let me finish this. Let me finish this beer, and then maybe we'll bring it back at chug, the end. Chug, 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 chug. Was it like a New but York taxi anyways, driver from the seventies? I just thought it was. Uh, it was sort of funny in a sort of terrible way that this kid's super America like identity had just been in one click of a computer just crushed his whole world being that he now knows he's from a different country and i think i'm sorry did you say that was funny that his whole identity was crushed (laughs) gosh it was a funny story terrible for him but anywho so fire safe how big a fire safe did you get uh it's like 16 inches by 16 inches or something like that like same size as mine yeah yeah it's uh it's mostly for files and stuff like that yeah kind of wish mine was maybe double the size because i think that that's why we don't put the hard drives in anymore Mm -hmm. because when we bought a house there's so much effing paperwork that comes with purchasing a home so I feel like half of my fire safe is consumed by mortgages and stuff the like mortgage that. and the insurance and the tax documents and the all that stuff. And then add on to that having a child. And then you put in all the documents about her and my wife fills the safe with all of that birth record safety stuff. Oh, you don't need to hang on to that. The child being alive is a record of its safety, right? Or you know what I mean, like the... <laughs> I know. But we also put like our passports in there. Uh, I, I think I put, I think that's where I put, you know, the 10 tons of gold bars I have and the bag of blood diamonds Steve and I smuggled back from Africa. And, and also the bags of blood. Yes, yes. I am a survival extravagantalist. And a vampire. Where I keep bags of blood in my fire safe. But yeah, so where where'd you put your fire safe? Oh, I see it right there. It's actually okay. yeah, right now. It is right behind me <laughs> over my shoulder. <laughs> Just a big old, I mean, and your your office is really close to your garage door. So, I mean, that's like just perfect to steal. Uh, it is going to be put someplace more out of the way and more safe. In which case you will then forget to put hard drives in it like I do. <laughs> Uh, I'm not ever going to put a hard drive in it. I'll put like SD cards in it, but we upload everything to the cloud that needs to be saved, buddy. Oh, someday that cloud will rain, Steven. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have your photos. The cloud rain. (laughs) We didn't have flood insurance. (laughs) Anything else you want to go over? Anything else I want to talk about before we wrap it up? Let's talk just briefly uh, a bit about the contest. Let people know where we are with that. What's going on? Go for it, Steve. The uh, the contest (laughs) that you pitched to me while we were recording. (laughs) All right. So here's how the contest works. Um, If you want an Amazon gift card of an amount of money that Dustin did not specify ever while we were recording or since then while I've been talking to him about it. Um, <laughs> it gives a little bit of mystery. Leave us a five star review on Instagram, then slide into our DMs. Instagram? Uh, a five star review on the iTunes, then slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook uh, and uh, just send us a message saying, hey, I was 
whoever. Uh, Coconut Lover 32. Coconut Lover 32, who left you that five-star review that said that I love the episode all about Honey Dickin. <laughs> um, that is not going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. No. Like you have some sort of control over the titles of the episodes. I think anybody who's been following us knows you have no control over the titles. I have very, very little control over this podcast in general. Uh, so yeah, leave us a five star review, slide into our DMs, send us in a dick pic, and um, that was all right. You just need that with, dick pic with, with your with your name on the dick pic, so we know that you submitted. No, please, for the love of God, do not send any more dick pics. Any more? Wait, people are sending you dick pics? No. No. You were really excited about the idea that I might get some dick pics. I got zero. Yeah, and you guys you guys all let us down on that one. You let Dustin down. <laughs> I knew you guys were better than that. You let the whole team. Don't you realize, guys, I don't know if you know this, but the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast has a pretty large staff personnel situation going on here. We have producers, directors. Uh, All John's named Stephen Van Elk. <laughs> John's over there on lighting. We've got Kirk over there on sound. Bill's running the board. Why uh, are you having a guy <laughs> do the lighting? This is an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> It just felt necessary, Steve. It felt I'm necessary. Sure it did. Which actually reminds me, for those of you who do, do not know this, not that it's in all at all relevant, uh, but Steve does post these beauties up to YouTube. Yeah. So for those of you who don't want to listen to it on iTunes and prefer the YouTube experience, they are there as well. But I put um, them on YouTube a few days late because I'm lazy. Yeah, you won't you won't get that instant gratification that the iTunes folks get. Sorry, Android users. And there's no beautiful video of my face or Dustin's face. There's but uh, thank you for no taking me where images. I wanted to go, Steve. So Steve and I will actually be doing a huge uh, video production next week, and we are going to attempt to come to you via video. Uh, while we record the podcast, just so you can see a little bit more of what goes on behind the scenes of the wedding photo hangover. Basically nothing. Yeah, pretty much it could be amazing or it could be the most boring piece of shit you watch all day. Who knows? You will have to find out and be the judge yourself. Is that all you had to say? Yeah, that, that unless you wanted to give your weekly Instagram rant. Oh, I do. So I was approached several times this last month by people on Instagram oh, I asking even deleted me this from the show if now. I wanted to be a part of the Illuminati. Go on. Are you familiar with the Illuminati? <laughs> yes, I'm a member. Oh, you are? So you get paid $500,000 a week? Yeah, how do you think I afford things like fire safes and Profoto A1 speed lights? <laughs> I didn't think you bought one of those yet. It's crazy. It's they're, not, they're not for sale yet. So are you Steve. saying that the Illuminati is something I should try to join on Instagram? Uh, especially on Instagram. <laughs> I have no idea what the pitch is for this. I've been approached so many times by people saying, do you want to join the Illuminati? Just send me your, and then they send me like a list of things they need from me. 
like name, birthday, where I was born, stuff like that. And it's like, this feels like you're just going to try to scam my identity. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't actually responded to anybody yet. Um, except I did respond to one guy, a uh, similar mode to how I responded to that guy we were talking about on a previous episode who was DMing me. I just mm-hmm. sent him back a bunch of eggplants as my response to every single answer in the uh, thing he wanted me to fill out. Um, and he did not get back to me. I think he actually blocked me after that. Disappointing. I don't know what the end game is. The only thing I can think is that they're going to try to steal my identity. I think, Steve, that you live in a paranoid world where the Illuminati actually have low membership right now. And they are <laughs> looking for the best and the brightest to recruit into their cult-like worship of young millennials. And I rank right up there with Beyonce and Jay-Z, right? Uh, yeah, because you got hella Insta followers. <laughs> hella Insta robots. You'd be rolling up on, I mean, like half your Insta followers are Illuminati. Probably. Doesn't help that every post you put on Instagram, you go hashtag Illuminate me because <laughs> I want to hashtag Illuminati. Oh, you're right. I am very Illuminati, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> well well played <laughs> but anyways what's this instagram redesign what's that all about uh instagram did a redesign recently if you go to the explore tab in your instagram i don't know uh, what that is i don't use instagram it's the magnifying glass uh, it used to be like a video that would go all the way across and then like photos underneath that that you should check out. Now it's like uh, there's like a big square for the video and like the right, two little squares of photos next to it, then a bunch of photos you should check out. And then um, it also used to be if you tapped on one of the photos uh, to check it out, you could just scroll through all the photos and they'd be like big for you. Now if you tap on one of the photos, it and you try to like scroll down to look at the other photos, instead of showing you the other photos that were in your Explore feed, it shows you more photos by that same photographer whose uh, picture you tapped on originally. Do you use that feature a lot? Yes, I do, Dustin. Uh, you got to kind of train it, though. Like, uh, if you're a dude and you get on the Instagram Explorer for the first time, it'll show you like a bunch of pictures of women in bikinis, typically. Uh, and if you're a lady, um, and I know this because I run all my wife's accounts, when you get on the Instagram Explorer for the first time, it'll show you a bunch of pictures of dudes who spend a lot of time in the gym wearing spandex and uh, Speedos and stuff. It's odd because that's I'm looking at it right now and that's all it's showing me. Just dudes in spandex and Speedos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you click, if you like enough like wedding photo related images, it'll eventually get to a point where it only shows you wedding photo related things. Um, but at first it's going to show you just like a bunch of different crazy stuff, which from my point of view felt like it was a lot of softcore porn. Sounds about right. Yeah. Cause they think that's what you're interested in. If you, if you went to the gender section on Instagram and said, my gender is male or female, they're like, Oh, you're probably interested in porn, softcore porn of the other sex. Yeah. I got to change my Instagram to gender non-binary. Right. I just put gender confused. (laughs) Cool beans, guys. Um, Steve caught up on Silicon Valley. That's big news. It ended well. It was a good season. It's a great season. 
I love when uh, Gavin comes in at the very end. Well, comes back at the very end. And uh, Richard's like, where's, uh, what's his face? Did he ever come out and meet you? What's his, TJ Miller? What's his character's name again? Ehrlich Bachman. Bachman. Best character in the entire series that is not going to be on next season. Yeah. You son of a bitch. That's okay. You can go back and watch Cloverfield and just watch how he handles a camera, right? Uh, Don't watch Cloverfield. It looked stupid. What? I cannot believe you didn't watch that movie. I saw it in theater. I might have. I don't remember. Oh, gosh. It's a monster movie. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but you should really go watch it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. It's not the greatest monster movie ever made, but it's like a very different take on monster movies. It's like a continuous camera. Yeah, and guess who's holding that camera? That's right. Your boy, TJ Miller. I need to watch his stand-up on, I think it's like Netflix or HBO. He's got a special on there. The casting for ten or for Cloverfield, not Ten Cloverfield Lane, but the casting for Cloverfield was awesome. In that J.J. Abrams sent out pages from scripts for Lost to people and said, "Would you like to work on an untitled J.J. Abrams project? Uh, come in for and read like these lines." And he cast people based on how well they read lines for Lost, without telling anybody what it was they were actually doing or shooting ahead of time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Was, he kept it all very secret. It's nice. That's JJ for you. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane was all kept very secret as well. Did you see that? No. Oh, gosh. That is another great movie in the Cloverfield universe. I have not seen a movie in theaters since I saw Baby Driver with you. And before that was probably Doctor Strange Doctor with Strange you. Doctor Strange with me in the <laughs> yeah. chairs that floated, and oh man, that's that's good. That's some good stuff. Yeah, I have a crap ton of movie gift certificates because my in-laws don't ever know what to get me for holidays or birthday, so they always buy me cin- Regal Cinema gift cards, and I have to remind them that we have a child now. Mm-hmm. and I am running multiple businesses and don't have time to go to the movies. You can just tell your uh, in-laws to buy you what my in-laws buy me. Alcohol. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Actually, I bought the Eric Blood Axe for myself. So good. All right, Steve, where can people go and find out more information about this lovely wedding photo hangover podcast? You can find us on Instagram at wedding photo hangover and on Twitter at wed pick hangover because Twitter limits the number of characters in your handle. And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at wedding photo hangover. That's right. On the two places where it matters most, Instagram and Facebook, sorry, Twitter, our name is the same wedding photo hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at at DJDMacAttack. Right? Or 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 at Dustin, wait for it, underscore McKibben. And for those of you who have been trying to look for me and can't find me, there is actually no wait for it. It's just at Dustin Dustin underscore underscore McKibben. McKibben. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Because somebody actually DM'd us on Twitter today. Is that a DM? 
Yeah, he slid into our DMs. Slid into our DMs saying how disappointed he was. Actually, he didn't slide into our DMs. He just uh, sent us a message. Like, he just added us in a tweet. You don't even know know how to use Twitter. I don't know anything about Twitter, Steve. Where do you go for all your news about how uh, Trump's ruining the United States of America? America. Um, I go to my Facebook news feed, and then I wonder what what is going on with the NFL. That's where I go. Your Facebook news feed is where you get all the news about how Vladimir Putin is such a great leader. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot... Another wedding. I nailed it, right? Have a good night, Steve. You are the bomb. Guys, also, don't forget about the contest. There's a huge dollar amount on this Amazon gift you, card. No, that name I, that dollar amount. You cannot say huge dollar amount. Name huge. it. Huge. Ten? It's it's going to be the biggest wall. I mean, gift card. It's huge. Twenty? Huge? It, it's like the wall Trump is going to build. It, it's a Non-existent. huge gift card. <laughs> <laughs> That you will see in 10 to 5 years. All right, guys, don't forget to leave those reviews and we will get you get you that gift card and we will draw we're, we decided Stephen and I decided we are going to draw the winner on episode 10. And uh, that gift card is going to be huge, right? And who's going to pay for it? Huge. Whoever Steven. wins the huge. contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steven, Steven, we're not that heartless. No, there is a gift card and you'll get it. So leave them five star reviews on iTunes. Money Instagram. amount, dollar amount, Dustin. Dollar Nail it down bills. before we end the episode. No, I, I'm going to save it for the next episode because I want there to be a little bit of it reason. It better be to come like back. 100 little, bucks. A little, little taste. You need to something, do something, something that blows it out of the water. I think it's going to be a variable amount based on the amount of people who enter. Oh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Have a good night, guys. Have a great night, Dustin. It's been fun podcasting with you. Always a pleasure, Steve. Love you, babe. Bye. All right. Wrap it up. Bye.